Good morning, Highlands. Thank you so much for joining us online today. I hope you've had an awesome Christmas weekend, and I'm grateful that you're choosing to spend part of it with us by watching this service today. I want to let you know a couple of things before we jump into this morning's devotional. Um, the first is next Sunday, we're going to have a guest preacher. Pastor Jeremy Peeler is going to be coming back to Highlands. He grew up here. He's currently pastoring at a church in Columbus, Ohio, uh, but he's going to be back next Sunday um, to open up God's word. And I think he's got an awesome message prepared for us. And so I would love for you to join us for that. And then the following Sunday, January 9th, uh, we're going to start a new series on the book of Exodus. And we'll study Exodus um, for the winter. It'll take us uh, up to uh, around Easter time, we're going to spend about 13 weeks going through the book of Exodus, and I hope you'll join us for that um, on January 9th as well. But today, I want to talk briefly about some plans that you might be making as you look ahead to the new year. If you're anything like me, this time of year, you like to think about what the future is going to be. And even if you're not much of a planner, there's still mental images. There's still ideas you have about what the new year might bring. And today I want to talk about those plans. In the book of James in the New Testament, James is brother of Jesus. He did not follow Jesus while Jesus was doing his ministry, but then after Jesus was raised from the dead, he began to become a follower of Jesus. He started to believe that his brother really was the son of God, the Messiah, and James was a leader in the early church. And in the New Testament, there's a, a letter that he wrote that deals with some practical life wisdom. And in the book, there's a section where he's addressing different groups of people. And one of the different groups of people that he addresses are people who make plans. Here's what he says in James chapter four, verse 13. He says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. He's saying, hey, if you're somebody who, who thinks about the future and starts to make plans, you need to listen. If you're somebody who thinks about the future and, and goes, you know, there are some places I'd like to go. There are some people that I'd like to see. There are some things that I'd like to accomplish. If that's you, Here's what you need to know. And I think that that little verse is relevant, especially this time of year, because this is a time of year where we're thinking about what are we going to do and where are we going to go and who are we going to see and what are we going to accomplish? Before you make your plans for 2022, let's listen to what James has to say to people who might be making plans. Verse 14. Yet, so you're making all these plans, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. We've all got plans, but, but do you really know what tomorrow is going to be like? You don't. In fact, you could not definitively say anything about tomorrow. You've got some plans but you can't guarantee that anything about tomorrow will be true. 
some of you may think, yeah, that's why we've got to have plans. We don't know what tomorrow's going to be like, so let's make some plans so we can prepare. And James says, that's great. You want to make plans? That's great. But as you make your plans, remember, these are plans. They're not reality. They're not guaranteed outcomes yet. They're just plans. They're just things that you're hoping will happen. They're just things that you're working towards. They're just things that are plans. He says, remember that you cannot actually control tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so then he says this, for you are like vapor that appears for a little while then vanishes. He says, not only do you not know what tomorrow will bring, but also you and me are very short-lived on the earth. We're like mist. We're like vapor that appears and then vanishes. And because we're like mist or vapor that appears and then vanishes, because we can't control what tomorrow will bring, that should affect the kinds of plans that we make. I think that's his point. So you've got plans. You've got some things you want to accomplish. But remember, you don't know what tomorrow will actually bring. And in light of eternity, remember that your plans are going to be pretty short-lived. And so when that begins to sink in, that should affect the plans you make. And it could affect you in a few different ways. Once it begins to sink in that, wait a minute, I'm actually not in control. There are all kinds of things that could happen that are outside of my control. When that begins to sink in, and when it begins to sink in that, you know what? My time here is limited. My plans, no matter how big they are, in, in light of eternity, they're going to seem pretty small. When that begins to sink in, I think it can cause a few different responses. For some people, it could cause fear. Okay, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, and our time is short, so that's pretty stressful, actually. If we don't know what tomorrow brings and we don't know how long we're guaranteed to be here and our plans are going to be short-lived anyway, then, man, all of a sudden you gave me one more thing to worry about. Thank you, James. So it could cause fear in some people. In others, it could cause apathy. Okay, so if we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring anyway and... Our plans are going to be short-lived in light of eternity. It's basically like it's mist, a vapor that's here and then vanishes. Then what difference does it make? Don't make any plans. Just have fun. Do what's best. Do what's, you know, what works out best for you in the short term and just live your life. But James wants to offer us an alternative to fear, stress, worry, and apathy. James's alternative is this, verse 15. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, 
we will live and do this or that. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. I don't think that James is trying to encourage us to use a phrase before we make any kind of plans this year. So before you invite somebody over for dinner on Tuesday, James is not saying that you have to say, if the Lord wills, would you want to come over for dinner on Tuesday? That might be a fine thing for you to do, but I don't think that that's his intention. He's not trying to force you to use that little phrase, if the Lord wills, if the Lord wills. Instead, he's trying to help you have a posture towards your plans. Rather than living with fear and needing to make a bunch of plans in order to try and control your life to deal with the fear that you have of the unknown, and rather than just avoiding plans because of apathy, he's, he's inviting us. He's trying to help us see that we need to take our plans and put them in God's hands. Take our plans and put them in God's hands. Trust that God is ultimately the one who's in control of our lives. And so if the Lord wills, this is what we'll do. James is inviting us to make plans, but to do it with the recognition that ultimately our plans are not in our hands, but in the Lord's hands. What would it look like as you prepare for 2022 for you to make plans that don't belong just in your hands, but for you to place your plans in God's hands? What would that actually look like? First, I think it would look like surrendering to God's authority in your life. Surrendering to God's authority in your life. Did you know that all of the opportunities that you're presented with in 2022 are ultimately from the Lord? Do you believe that? That the opportunities that you're presented with are ultimately from the Lord? See, that can actually be a difficult thing to believe when things are going well. Isn't that true? When things are going well for you and you've worked hard and you've succeeded at something and doors begin to open, then suddenly it's easy to take credit for the good that's happening. And we assume that all of these plans are actually in our hands. We're responsible for opening up these doors because we're the ones who have worked so hard. To surrender to God's authority in your life means to recognize that all the opportunities come ultimately from the Lord. Yes, the Lord works through your hard work and it would actually be wrong for you to be lazy. That's a sin. But you and I are not ultimately responsible for the opportunities that present themselves in our lives. The Lord is. And so as you make plans... Place them in the Lord's hands by surrendering to him. We're also not responsible for the gifts that we have. Not only does God provide opportunities, he also provides our gifts. So even if you're a hard worker, you're working with strength that ultimately comes from the Lord. The Lord is the one 
who establishes steps. In a heart, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord establishes his steps, Proverbs says. So surrender to God's authority in your life. Recognize that he's ultimately responsible for the opportunities and gifts that you have. Also surrender to God's authority in your life by by asking, are these the kinds of plans that God would want me to have in 2022? As you begin to map out 2022 and make plans, are these the kinds of things that God would want you to do? Before you go and say, we're gonna go to this and this city and we're going to go and make this profit, is that the city that God wants you to go to? And is that the profit that God wants you to make? God is interested in your plans. So place your plans in his hands by asking, God, is this what I should be focused on in 2022? God, I don't want to lean on my own understanding in 2022. I want to lean on your understanding. So God, would you help me direct my plans? So surrender to God's authority in your life. That's the first thing you can do. The second is seek to please God today. Seek to please God today. I don't know if you're like this, but a danger that I fall into is loving to dream about what the future will be and coming up with all of the cool things we could do and all of the great things that God even could do in my life and coming up with all of the steps and strategies that I could take to make my life be awesome next year. And we'll start on that tomorrow, you know. That's the tendency that I can have, is to live so much in the future and making the plans that I don't actually please the Lord today. So by all means, if you're a planner, make the plans. But remember, you don't really know what tomorrow will be like. Only God knows that. Only God is ultimately sovereign over the affairs in your life. And so, please the Lord today. Please the Lord now. Do what the Lord would require of you today. What would that look like for you? Maybe it looks like loving your wife today by doing the dishes or by straightening up around the house. Maybe it looks like putting your phone down and being present with your kids. Maybe it looks like helping your neighbor get rid of their Christmas stuff. I don't know. What would it look like for you today to be obedient to the Lord, to surrender your plans into his hands, to please him today? And then I think the third thing that you can do if you're going to live with dependence on the fact that, God, I want to put my plans in your hands, is you can plan and pray as if anything is possible. Plan and pray as if anything is possible. See, God intends for us to make plans. That's the wise thing to do. It's wise to think about where do I want to be and how am I going to get there and what plans do we need to make to help that happen? That's the wise thing to do. But 
a Christian does not just plan. A Christian also prays. Prayer is something that's a waste of time unless God is ultimately the one who's in control of your life. Jesus, when he was in the garden the night that he was arrested, he invited his disciples to come and pray with him. And the reason is because the next day he had some plans. He knew what was coming and he knew he needed the Lord's strength to endure. And the same is true for us. We can make plans. We can even surrender our lives to God's plan. We can, we can try to arrange our plans around what God would have for our lives. But let's not presume to think that we on our, in our own strength and in our own effort can do things on our own. So let's plan, but let's also pray. Let's pray. Let's make time this year to come before the Lord with our plans, to come before the Lord with our lives and, and give him access to every part of us. Let's plan and pray as if anything is possible. D.L. Moody once said that if God is your partner, make your plans big. If God is your partner, make your plans big. Because we do not control the future, but God does, we have the freedom and the permission to pray and plan as if anything is possible. And so this year, as you think about making your plans, remember that if God is your partner, those plans can be big. But let's not presume to think that we are ultimately the ones in control. Let's remember that ultimately it is the Lord who establishes steps. Let me pray for you and ask the Lord to help you with this as you make plans for 2022. Father, I thank you for the wisdom of your word. I ask that as a church family, that we would not be presumptuous to think that we control the future. God, would you help us be mindful of the fact that we are just humans? We are just creatures but you are God. You hold the world in your hands. And so God, we wanna, we wanna offer our plans to you. Would you help us to align all of our plans around your will? God, would you help us to not just be planners, but doers who live lives that are pleasing to you? And God, would you give us vision that is big as we depend on you. It's in Jesus' name that I ask these things. Amen.